Alright, welcome back to episode 5 of the Powder and Leader podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Pittman-Robertson Act. What it is, what it does, my thoughts, and also a new segment today. So, uh, it's not waiting longer, let's get after it. Madeira brings you high quality camping gear and outdoor gear, ranging from drawstring bags to hammocks and sleeping bags. You'll find everything you can need. Also, for every Madeira purchase, they plant trees around the world, so help make a difference and get good quality outdoor gear at my link in the show notes or on my blog, powderleader.com. So, like I said before, today's blog is going to be about the Pittman Robertson Act. Um, went through in 1937, it was an excise tax on gear so mainly shooting gear like guns and ammo um, then eventually bows and arrows and parts like that parts for those uh, the money goes to hunters edge shooting ranges wildlife restoration conservation programs um, some of the money that goes to those does come from um, your hunting licenses fishing licenses and things like that but also a lot of it comes from the Pitt and Robinson Act um, a lot of your state public land no, federal public land comes from there um, this is one of the few times in American history where a group of people decided to put a tax on themselves. Hunters asked for this um, so it could help with conservation. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because a majority of America, I think if you ask them, would say they like having these lands there that they're able to access, whether it be state land or federal land, federal public land. So, part of having those is paying for them. This is one major way outside of the hunting licenses and fishing licenses that we have to pay for these. You know, other than giving money to your Ducks Unlimited or Pheasants Forever, Whitetails Unlimited, whatever it is, um, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Wild Turkey Federation, all those um, help with the conservation as well, but this is one of the big ones. Um, and as most people know hunting numbers have been declining so getting money to help keep these places around is going to be an issue at some point if numbers keep declining so we could talk for a few things is what we can do to either help get more money for these areas and what we can do to stop the declining number in hunting licenses being bought. And the main reasons why these numbers are declining are boomers are aging out. And that's a large, large demographic for hunters. Is in that boomer, boomer generation. And another thing that comes with boomers aging out is either their kids, they got their kids into hunting, which is probably not all of them who hunted got their kids into hunting. So those that generation that just kind of got skipped isn't taking their kids out hunting so the people who are having kids that are starting to come into that age where they'd want to hunt or start to get into hunting um don't have anybody to take them you know that's one thing we can do as people who do hunt is offer to take a kid you know if you're going to take them once just don't do it once and then never take them again but you know i mean just keep at it but 
the other thing with kids is the shorter the shorter attention span they have. You know, not every kid wants to sit in a tree stand for. I mean, I don't like sitting in tree stands for six hours a day, or sit in a turkey woods for three hours. And it can get boring when there's nothing going on and kids have shorter attention spans. That you know, it's that instant gratification. There's always something right there at their fingertips whenever they need it. And a lot of that's my generation. I think that's why my generation, the hunting numbers are lacking. Um, so yeah, so what we need to do for more hunters, what we can do is, uh, you know, not just take kids hunting, but take your friends hunting that have never been and have showed a little bit of interest in it. Um, you know, you can get what guys at meat are called late on stage hunters. And that's where we'd have to get some, especially my generation. If they're going to teach their kids to hunt, someone's got to teach them. And the way we can get people into hunting is, you know, shows that actually show what a hunting trip is like. You know, not not these shows where all it is is a guy stalking a stalking an elk or anything like stalking an old uh, antelope or anything like that for twenty minutes and then getting a shot off and knocking it down. And you, you know, people that do a good job or Cameron Haynes, some of the stuff he's done on YouTube or the Meat Eater crew, they do a good job. You know, show people what it's actually like out there. You know, not every hunt's a success. Most of them aren't. If they were, there'd be a lot less people buying tags. Because <laughs> there'd be a lot less... There'd be a lot more people killing, so... Yeah, so... Again, getting those older people out and taking kids out to access to what real hunts are. Another big thing with late onset hunters or your friends who are already adults and missed the as a kid is uh, making it easy for them because it can be intimidating, you know, for somebody who's never been out in the woods before in this situation to uh, strap it up with someone who knows what they're talking about and, you know, make sure they know there's no such thing as a stupid question, make sure they know how to do it safely, how to do it the right way. And... Make, just make sure it's a good all-around experience for them, even if they don't get a shot at anything, or if they get a shot and miss, you know, let them know what happens to everyone. It's just more practice, more range time, and they'll get it eventually. Um, And then I guess, after that, if we can't get more hunters, which I think is the main goal, you know, this even kind of play into each other. If you got friends who like to hike, you got friends who like to rock climb, you got friends who like to camp, Take them hunting. More time in the woods is always a good thing. And people like that will probably agree with you. But I think if we want to do more, get more money pumped into conservation and making sure these lands are still here in the future, the possibility for that is to expand the t the Robertson or the Pittman Robinson Act to more than just hunters. You know, include those campers, hikers, rock climbers, kayakers, canoers. You know, all those, there's a lot of gear that comes along with that, and just a 10% tax on that would, would would go a long ways into things like that. And I know I'm not the first person to bring this up as a possibility, but um, the, the um, out for these people is they say they're not consuming anything. You know, they're not, they're not taking anything from the land, whereas hunters are out there taking animals, taking an animal's life, and consuming part of the resource 
Which is an interesting argument, I guess. It makes sense when you think about it, if you just think about it for a quick second. But there's a lot of things people pay for where they're not taking anything. You know, you think you think about a rock concert, you're not consuming anything, you're consuming the music. But if you're just out camping and hiking, you're consuming the views, you know, you're consuming the wildlife around you, even though you're not actually taking from it. You're not actually taking a guitar from the band, but you're still watching it. You go to an amusement park, you're not actually taking a ride home with you. You're, I mean, you might take a prize, but you also paid for that prize. So I guess that one's not as squared away, but you might take a prize, but you're still paying to go there, and you're paying for the upkeep, and you're paying for, if you're the band, you're paying for the band's travel, for their for their uh, uh, maintenance on their buses and everything like that, so... The, the, the they're not consuming anything doesn't really add up to me because they are using the land and a lot of times they're using it they're out there a lot more than hunters are so and if you think you're out there and you're walking around and camping and hiking and kayaking and making a lot of noise you're not disrupting wildlife well, I got another <laughs> I got some news for you so yeah that's something to think about I think if you asked most of those people and you sat them down and explained to it, they, they wouldn't be against it. I think it's more they just won't want to be taxed and they don't. And the gear's already expensive and you don't want to pay more for it. But if you tell them, I mean, I'm sure they there's uh, organizations out there that they can donate to that would also go towards conservation. I haven't looked into that too much because I don't do a lot of those things outside of hiking and camping, but. I'm sure there's stuff for rock wall, rock climbers, and, uh, you know, people who get out on the water a whole lot, but I think if we can't get hunters' numbers back up, that's definitely a place we're going to have to go and look at, so keep a lookout for that, might be coming up soon. Um, today I didn't do much this weekend, because I had that bachelor's party, but this coming up, this weekend coming up, I'm be on a fishing trip in Wisconsin, so I'll have a lot to talk about about that, I'm sure. Um, so it's going to be a short podcast because I don't have a lot of content related that way. But I do have a new segment I want to do. Um, I want to talk about positive hunting slash shooting things in pop culture because all we ever see in news stories is you know about poaching and overblown out of context African hunting stories that always, like I said, get blown way out, way out of proportion but so I guess this week it's real short um, Pete Alonzo uh, first baseman for the New York Mets he competed in the home run derby on Monday night I'm a big baseball fan so I was watching it you know cheering it on it was one of the best home run derbies I've ever, I have ever seen um, ended up winning it knocked out Vlad Guerrero Jr. who hit like 90 some bombs it was insane uh, but Pete Alonzo after winning it with only 51 home run bombs, home runs because of the uh, format of the home run derby, ended up winning it in the last round, beating by one home run on a, the last 10 seconds. It's the time to that. Anyways, afterwards in the interview uh, on ESPN, they said, "So Pete, you know, this last week you've met, you've won the home run derby, uh, played in your first All Star game, or going to play in your first All Star game." And you met Jerry Seinfeld. So, uh, could this week get any better for you? And he goes, yeah, the only thing that would make it better is if I could go hunting with Steven Rinella. And 
everyone knows Stephen Rennell is from Meat Eater, so obviously that'd be a big deal. I think anybody who hunts would want to go hunting with Stephen Rennell, and if you want it, I don't know what's wrong with you. But um, that's big because it gets more people, you know, looking up Steve, and Steve's obviously great. Uh, one, the probably the voice of the hunting community, I would say, the voice of uh, probably multiple generations is what it'll end up being. Um, you know, he's got that great show, Meat Eater on Netflix. He's got his blog and his podcast on Meat Eater. I guess it's his website now, Meat Eater. Uh, his cookbooks and his books, all his all his books. But so yeah, that was big. Get people out there looking up Stephen Rinella while he's done all the good work they do over there and yeah so that's my uh positive hunting slash shooting in pop culture i probably won't do many fishing videos because fishing isn't really looked at as a negative for the most part i think most people are okay with fishing so um i'll try to do one of those every week if i can find one they're hard to find but if i can find one i'll do one um so yeah again all my social medias are Powder and Leader, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the website, powderandleader.com, the podcast, if you're listening to it off the website because of through Facebook or whatever, uh, you can f- subscribe to it on anywhere podcasts are found, so Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and uh, Google Podcasts for the big three that you'll find it on, Google Play maybe is what they call it. Um, I'm an Apple user, so I don't really know what they use for Android. But yeah, Spotify for sure, Google Podcasts, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, five-star review. Don't be the one jerk who gave me a one review, uh, one-star review. That was kind of mean. On the fourth episode too, man. Come on, yeah, let me, you gotta let me grow into it a little bit, man. Um, yeah, um, I'll probably start plugging these at the beginning too, just because I don't know how many people make it all the way to the end of these. Uh, yes, that's something keep thinking about the Pittman-Robinson Act, you know, getting more people into hunting, getting those donations those tax dollars up for uh conservations and things like that um yeah maybe start thinking about where else we can expand that into because there's a, there's a lot of people who use the outdoors who are benefiting off the tax dollars of hunters and you know maybe it's fair maybe it's not i don't know you can decide that for yourself uh thanks for listening again pattern leader all social media is patternleader.com. Thanks.